Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And a Happy New Year. Watch out. You might get what you're after. Hello and welcome to the With Jay Burke Show. My name is Jason Burke and though I'm technically the host of this podcast, it's the guests who truly take top billing. This is a place for curious minds who enjoy civil and sometimes meandering conversation. If you appreciate a few laughs and want to come away with new knowledge about subjects that aren't always easy to break down, then you're the person I want listening to this podcast. Well, well, if it isn't that festive time of year again, by now, I'm assuming the listener has been inundated with snowmen, sleigh bells, Santa, maybe the elf on the shelf. And that's all fun, but for those of you who want to break from it all and just want to sink into your couch, maybe sip a little of the holiday spirit, and watch something that takes place during the holidays but isn't so Christmassy, we'll look no further. In this episode, we'll be taking our top picks for non-conventional or alternative Christmas movies, also known as non-Christmas Christmas movies. It's a lot of ways to spin it, guys. And to help with this, I have enlisted Sean McGann and Andrew Blamati, who have recently launched Off Topic. Off Topic is a podcast devoted to exploring the strange connections between music as a backdrop to all manner of other topics. Whether you're looking for an entertaining and informative listen or just curious about what these two have to say, tune into Off Topic on WFDU. Well, now we have to do the show. I guess we're talking uh, about Christmas films, yeah. No, I mean, I mean our show. Oh, I guess now show. we have to do it. Yeah. Now you plugged it. it. Yeah. The water bottle just disappeared. That was crazy. Yeah, that was, yeah this is definitely not going on youtube uh, <laughs> 100% not going on youtube um so welcome guys thank you thank uh, you very nice intro yeah well that's that's, that's what yeah, i do that's my that's my thing you can just shut the show off like i might right hire you to do our intro just yeah. shut it off i know my voice Take is gone spot. still though but whatever show goes on it's rugged it's a rugged rugged voice doesn't match yeah. me at all yeah so anyway we're here to talk about some Christmas movies, and Sean's been on the show to talk about movies yes. before. You are a resident <laughs> Batman expert. I'm um, the best. Oh. Which is scary, because there's so many people who know it better than but I But I got a lot, of, I got a lot to say about it, <laughs> even if it's an ill-informed opinion. <laughs> you're very vocal. I'll just, yeah, I'll just start saying, you know what the best Batman really was? It's Batman and Robin. <laughs> and then I'll defend that uh, position for 45 minutes, and I'll, I'm knowing I'm wrong, and I hate it. Well, but it's just fun to do. That is fun to do. Which that's good. Actually, I could segue into something here because oh, please. on my list of non-traditional traditional Christmas uh, films, I do have Batman Returns up there. I put that too, and I never think of that one. But yeah, I didn't think of it either until honestly, I was researching. It was really weird too because I didn't know like rules. <laughs> like, all right, oh, yeah. Christmas has to be the backdrop. Um, yeah. it's got to be a part of the story, you know, not just like an offshoot of, it just happens to be there. 
Like, but, yeah, like Lethal Weapon, maybe. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I have Lethal Weapon on yeah, the list, God. but with a the question mark. We should see who can nail just each other. Ruin. <laughs> this is going to be like a 15-minute show, because we're just going to go through our list. Well, nothing for about. nothing. We did a show. Of, uh, I had this idea, like, let's do, like, Christmas music. Let's talk about Christmas music. And I there's a lot of Christmas music that I hate. Oh, yeah. And I know Blooms likes some Christmas music, so I figured we'd have, like, a good yeah. hour there. And 20 minutes into it, I'm kind of looking at him like, this is drying up pretty fast. <laughs> and so we kind of like shifted the Christmas movie. And he, you actually brought up Batman Returns, didn't you, I think, on that yeah. show? Yeah. And that's a good one because I think the whole movie takes place during Christmas. The, the whole does, yeah. backdrop yeah. is very Christmassy. It's it's like yeah. gothic Christmas theme. Yeah, it makes yeah, it he, cooler, right? Yeah, try to picture that movie taking place in the summertime. It wouldn't work. And All then, those wreaths would look ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, there's the people who leave the lights out, but... Yeah, yeah, it just wouldn't work right. No, but clowns that- aren't as effective in the summertime. Yeah, <laughs> but that one to me is definitely you could call it a Christmas movie if you wanted to yeah. an alternative Christmas movie, just because it's so front and center. Yeah, I mean it even ends with uh, what is it, Merry Christmas, the way the goodwill towards men. And Tim Burton has a great way of having his music just or the Danny Elfman's music sound Christmassy, even if it's not a Christmas song. A lot of That's music true. That plays in that, the bells and everything. Yeah, it sounds yeah. very Nightmare Before Christmassy, and I'm sure another movie too that I won't mention. You're probably going to bring it up. A lot of this sounds very Christmassy. <laughs> yeah. So just to skip, the, I, I had Nightmare Before Christmas on there, and then I'm like, is it too Christmas? <laughs> is it too close to Christmas to keep it on that list? But but I guess it would have to go in there. That's such it's a definitely weird. untraditional. Yeah. I always think of it as a Halloween movie myself. That's kind of like where I was with it. It's weird because it's kind of both. Yeah. I mean, really after the intro, it's kind of Christmas. I mean, after the first 20 minutes, though, right? When it goes Christmassy, it goes heavy on Christmas. But then it goes, ho- goes heavy on Halloween, it goes heavy on Halloween. It kind of really gets its toe in pretty it heavy. It bets. Yeah. That's true. So I remember seeing it in the theater around Halloween. Yeah. And then they reissued it. Or whatever they did the anniversary and it came out they they put it out again for Halloween. I didn't realize what? he didn't direct that right. He just wrote no, it. Out. Henry Selzik, right? I think. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's his name is front and center on the title, but you always think he directed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I he didn't only do anything that. to make anybody think he didn't direct it. No, he really didn't. Because I, I only noticed that like a few years ago when I was watching. Yeah. It. I was like, what? You're right. It's like it says Tim Burton. Yeah. yeah, directed by this piece of shit. <laughs> like some. Fucking underling. <laughs> uh, some guy I found. Let's make him twist a bunch of clay around to look cool. It's my clay. Have fun making this for five years. <laughs> I'm going to do three other days, things, boys. Three seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go do Batman. You see this <laughs> script? Oh, it looks great. Yeah, you're going to do it in clay. <laughs> I'll be back. I'll go make a couple of Batmans, a couple yeah, I got billion some Batman dollars. <laughs> that Batman film, though, I remember liking it when it came out, but. Right. I didn't, not until like I saw it again like 10 years ago that I appreciated it in a different way. I agree. I I remember liking it, like liking it. I was like, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. And then I saw it again. And we probably talked about this. We definitely talked about it. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is really good. Like, I kind of forgot how good it was. Yeah. Uh, it's, It's definitely the most unique, I think, out of all the ones that they've made. You know, including the Pattinson one, which I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Pattinson's is super unique. It's just like super darker. It's like as dark as you can go. Everything is like, let's just get a little yeah. darker. And I like the Pattinson one, so not saying it's bad. Tom Bill and Tim Burton really helped push that darkness, which you didn't see in the, in the 60s series. So a lot of that really came from the from the 89 Batman, like the darkness on film. Yeah. Batman's so, so dark, so troubled. 
and then it really took it to a different level with returns. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, no, those almost seem like uh, colorful uh, yeah. Marvel movies at this point. I was going like, to say. Yeah, and I, I saw an interview with him where he talked about that when Nolan came out with, you know, his Dark Knight trilogy, that he was like, well, mine are like kiddie movies at this point. Yeah. Like, theme is so different. But, you know, he's just got like a an aesthetic that's very, very, well, it's unique to him. But it's funny because Batman kills people at his mind. Well, so I was going to yeah, say, yeah. it's funny. He gets away with it, though. Like, I'd never question it when I was a kid. And I don't yeah, think people like, question it now. Like, everybody gets mad a bomb. Affleck, you know, <laughs> murdering everybody. Yeah. yeah, it's like Affleck's like, you know, got a guy emptying an AK-47 at him. And it's like, you know, don't kill him. You're Batman. Yeah. You know, while Batman <laughs> just tapes a bomb to somebody, pushes him into a stairwell, and it's like, no fair. Well, he had to do it. You know, what choice did he have? Yeah. He punches somebody next and kills them by doing that. So, you don't think about it. <laughs> that scene, when I rewatched it years ago, I didn't right. realize how sociopathic that one was. Smiled <laughs> like, he has party. no joy, and then he puts a bomb on him, and he's <laughs> like, I'm just so fucking happy ah, right now. Early Christmas <laughs> for me. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> This is what Christmas is about. Ironically murdering them. It's funny, we were talking about researching it. It's like, people make these actually amazingly good arguments I wouldn't even think of. Like, they were saying how they were trying to compare Shrek to, like, standing in as a Grinch or Scrooge character. That he grows a heart at the end for, by saving his son. Oh, that that was, I you know. thought you meant, okay, yeah. Yeah, like, it's, it's. it's green. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good yeah. point, he's green, too. <laughs> It's a good connection. The parallel I drew. <laughs> it's a base level, but it's still, it's yeah. still true. Yeah. Um, I guess yeah. so, yeah. I don't know. I'm uh, just I never, I don't remember the last time I saw Shrek. But, yeah, I guess that makes sense. He has a heart. Well, not the movie Shrek. I'm talking about Max Shrek. Oh, Max Shrek. Oh, I thought you meant the movie Shrek, I too. Shrek. I really thought you meant Shrek. Yeah. I really did, too. That's not a Christmas movie. No, Shrek's not a Christmas movie. Max Shrek. But he doesn't have a heart, heart at the end, does he? Well, he saves his son from... Penguin, and that's that's the redeeming quality, I guess. I oh, never did yeah, it that guess. way as a kid, or he as an adult. Shoots Batman about nine times, and, and Catwoman. Yeah, he empties a gun in the her. It's, it's it's good though. It's so. I good. want you to know something. By yeah. the way, we're getting dangerously close to getting this being Batman parts. Yeah, I know. I was just <laughs> thinking that we're gonna have to. I'm just. We're to getting to up. the. Might not be able to turn this ship around. <laughs> all right, all right. Why don't, why don't we do this? <laughs> Stick with us, people. I'm going to go to Andrew to pick a movie that he has on his list next. Not that it's a bad thing. I'm just saying. No, but you're right. It is getting into the <laughs> territory. I'm going to be the Batman yeah. guy. Like every time Sean comes on, they just talk about Batman. There's so much more to you. Well, where is that episode where where is defend Batman I, and Robin? I wish they would just let you be you instead of the Batman let guy. Let you rip with Batman stuff. <laughs> what do you got? Okay. You got six well, pages of notes. well, on a similar note and a good segue, I think Edward Scissorhands. I was just going to ask you if that I couldn't remember if that took place during Christmas, but I thought it, it did. does. It was actually on today, so I could tell you if you're watching it fresh. That movie feels everyone talks about Die Hard. To me, Edward Scissorhands seems as Christmassy of a non-Christmas movie as there is, with the snow, the lights, everything. Like once again, the Danny Elfman soundtrack. It just feels very Christmassy without being an outright Christmas film. I agree a thousand percent. I had that on the list too. Yeah, that came out in 1990. I mean, the last yeah. third of the film primarily focuses on Christmas. But I think you could even make an argument that it's very Christmassy in general, like almost icy snow falling in the in the sky. Yeah, it just kind of screams out Christmas out actually, you know, going all the way in. That I would truly say is like one of those unconventional Christmas oh, movies. Absolutely. You know, and you're right; it's like it's not yeah. something you would think 
between that and Nightmare Before Christmas and Batman Returns, Tim Burton really those yeah, two years really channel a lot of his whatever he has going on Christmas into film. He's got some unresolved Christmas feeling. Well, apparently, <laughs> but well, mixes it with his little little bit of uh, black food coloring on those Christmas cookies. You know, did you have that on your list, Sean? No, actually, I was just thinking about it when you said about the Danny Elfman soundtrack. I'm like, wait a minute, wasn't Edward Scissorhands uh, around Christmas too? Because I remember her dancing in the ice thing. I'm like, oh wait, it wasn't that Christmas. And I'm like, but it's in L.A. or something. So they, put, yeah. So I, I haven't seen Edward Scissorhands in a very long time. I don't know where it was supposed to be. I know he just made some weird suburban like. Yeah, it was probably some fake yeah. like suburban nightmare landscape or whatever. <laughs> um, I watched that actually not too long ago. That was on. And I was like, oh, this this is a good movie. I forgot how good it was. But then it ended, and I was like, it's a terrible ending for this guy. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I know. It's, yeah. He doesn't it's age. He just sits there in the castle yeah. like doing sculpture. She's old as shit. <laughs> and I'm like, does this dude just live forever without hands? He probably hears a creak every once in a while. He goes, oh, somebody here? And I'm like, nah, it's just the heat going on. And you could tell that those are like overpaid town cops because they don't even go in to check. No. Yeah, no. they're like, yeah, that's too much paperwork. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta be in there. We'll just, we'll leave, just leave this house here for the next 60 or 70 yeah, years. Yeah, no developer came in and just tried to <laughs> knock that down and put like. There yeah. would have been a mall there. Yeah, exactly. Bullshit. That's you a know, great tragedy. He can slice up his own face. So he lives forever and never ages. It's a shit Christmas movie. I'm take it, it off the list. Take it off the list. I take it back. Garbage. <laughs> <laughs> all right sean let's see what you got here what do i have here oh i have one that i don't know if anybody's seen though but I, it's a movie i like trapped in paradise called whoa uh it was nicholas cage nicholas cage right yeah he's the older brother and dana carvey and john lovitz are his other brother and i believe john lovitz gets a tip about a bank in a small town that has a ton of money coming in from donation from the townspeople, they all put their money in it for like a Christmas patch, and they rob the bank, and of course, hijinks too, and they get stuck, they can't get out of the town, and of course, they wind up falling in love with the town, and then right. guys who are worse than them trying to get the money, and they help the people get the money back, And but it's all during Christmas, but it's a very, it's a pretty funny movie. I'm so and, jealous uh, that you came up with that, by the way. That's a good really? I, I was so trying good. to think of like, I, I was on my crime movie, because uh, you know, like, there's the Shane Black movies, I was gonna say Shane Black's. Yeah, he's a theme. Yeah, I mean, there's Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang, <laughs> yep. and uh, Nice Guys. Kind of takes place during Christmas, which yeah, I was wondering that. Like too. at the end, I think it's Christmas. You know, Lethal Weapon and whatever else. So, and I'm like, I haven't seen Traffic Paradise forever, but that movie was great, and it was Christmassy. And uh, yeah, I, I think that counts. I would yeah. say it does too, and that's a very good unconventional one because you know, yeah, I, you know, I forgot that think, movie huh? existed. Yeah, me too. But that is a good movie. Like, I did enjoy the movie. Yeah, that was kind of like <laughs> when Nicolas Cage was pre-Oscar Cage, but it was kind of like when he was in his romantic comedy zone, almost. Mm-hmm. Like, he was doing, I like, the one with the lottery ticket. That's right. Where he was the cop. So he wasn't, like, full on, but he did Wild at Heart. Right? So yeah, like, he wasn't you know a joke, there. though, then. Like, he just, you know what I mean? Like, now he's, like, a character. He's just, like. I know, but he's still, like. Did you see Pig? Like, never boring. Like, you can't watch even like the worst Nicolas Cage movies. It's like well, that was something. That's true. I agree. Um, that one was yeah. He was kind of very manic in it, and you had Dana Carvey like completely over the top, and John Lovitz kind of just being a sarcastic ass the whole time. So it was it was, it was a good match. It was a good, pretty good match. That's on brand. That's like a they had the whole yeah. Who's the girl? Oh, Madge and Amick from uh, Twin Peaks. Girl. 
mm. who's probably not in a lot since then, but maybe she is. I don't know. But I don't know. She was. She, she was good. I find that a lot of actors I thought disappeared are just in. There's just so much content at this point. They're yeah. they're in something. They have their own streaming series. I'm yeah, it's like <laughs> I go look and I'm like, this person was busy. I haven't yeah. seen them, and yeah, you know, I thought they just disappeared, but. You know, they were in every Avengers movie. They were. Who that was them? <laughs> yeah, I guess there's not a lot to talk about with that one. No, but that's a good. Uh, I kind of pulled that one. It out of actually my has like a very Christmassy feel to it, though. Like it, it's yeah. definitely. I would 100 percent put that on the list of that. That's yeah, a Christmas I, movie. I feel like that's one you can probably like. I think we talked about this a little bit um, with the music. It's the same thing where it's like there's so much of it. Like, and now there's, like, 24-hour-a-day Christmas movie channels where it's, like, the same story a hundred times where it's, like... 48 minutes yeah. in, they're going to fall in love and kiss. But like, then, you know, but then they're, they're the company they work for bought the small store down the street that their father owns, and they're going to put them out of business right before Christmas. Right. And he's like, I didn't know about it. I told him to cancel the deal. I'm like, whatever. All you care about is money. You don't even care about the spirit of Christmas. And then he has to, like, you know, shut down the company. He has to come in industrial espionage. To make sure that this deal doesn't go down for her dad to keep the farm and prove to her that he loves her. And there's a, her dad just goes, Oh, honey, I don't even care about the farm anyway. I hate farms. You can have the million dollars they were going to get for the farm. You can go marry Ted and, or something. Yeah. Well, that's usually Ted's a little off the wall, right? He doesn't really right. fit in with the family, but exactly. he's got a good heart. Or, or my parents really loved her. It was very special when I was a kid. And then my parents died in a car accident on Christmas. Yeah. So I haven't celebrated in 20 years. And I, as the woman now, switching parts here, oh. I'm the woman now. I'm going to melt this son of a bitch heart. <laughs> I'm going to get him back into Christmas. I'm going to show him what the true meaning of Christmas is. He's going to spend it with my family I'm... and see what it's like and get that feeling back. And then they come together. But then they, then yeah. the business thing happened. His, yeah. Or something. Well, his heart forgot about Christmas, but it's always been trapped in winter. She's always got a been thought. in there. She's got a thought out and let Not the exactly. holiday spirit froze. melt it, right? That, it froze to death with her, his parents that night. I think the problem is we have this a is really... Again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I think the problem is we have a really good movie here and we just, you know, let the cat out of the bag. We should have yeah. been using this time. We're to pitch to, that. Well, it just seems like everything's that, like, on the, those Hallmark movies, it's always, like, either, like, somebody's career obsessed they don't have time for christmas and they're trying to make money off it it's kind of the scrooge thing i guess yeah that was a small the small town hunky dad you know, widowed dad who you know wears hunky dad. And, it's yeah. called hunky dad hunky dad small town christmas small town hunky dad's christmas i always love those dads you know i i could tell you from being a dad um, right well hunky dad sure if you're don't sell yourself short. If you're like 40 some years old and you got like two or three kids and you have that type of like six pack, but I don't see you work out ever in those movies, I think you're full of shit. You're I not a real dad. You're not a real dad. You know, you're, you're sacrificing some. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice to look nice. I get it. Yeah. I get it. But you know what's sexy? Being good to your kids. Responsibility. Responsibility is sexy. If you want to. Even the lights on, that's, re- that's sexy. <laughs> Watching non-traditional Christmas movies with your kids, that's sexy. Exactly. Can you change the name of the show next year to the With Hunky Dad show? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, this is different than my usual format. Um, <laughs> all right. I'm going to go pick next. Um, 
I'm going to come you out, got on your list? Uh, you know, there's so many, but I think I'm going to go here. I'm going to go with Iron Man 3. A Shane Black movie. A Shane Black movie. Yeah, that's how I kind of got that, into the theme. I was looking at That dude at. loves him. Loves that Christmas. That, to me, is a very, very Christmas movie at its heart. Yeah. You know? At its iron heart. At its, yeah. Oh, or nuclear who? Okay. Killian, who is the antagonist, we could say, mm-hmm. right? Or villain, is literally like the ghost of Tony's Christmas past. Christmas I guess it was past. New Year's, right? Did he try to kill him? Whatever. It's, it's that time of season. Yeah. But he's coming back to haunt him. And I would say that him going through hardships and then coming out on the other side and the kid in it who saved yeah, him and all that stuff, I would say that that is a, probably the most, well, I haven't seen the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas one yet, but but that's straight up a Christmas movie. Straight up Christmas. That's just pure Christmas. That's cut, not cut with anything. This is a, you got, you know, you got a little superhero movie, but it's got some, yeah, I agree with that. I haven't seen that one in a long time, but I, I actually, that was, I actually like that better than a lot of them because it was different. I and didn't I'm, like I'm a, it at the time. Yeah, I know like people that like this. It wasn't a lot of iron. I didn't like it at the time. I like it better now when I rewatch it. Um, I haven't seen it in a very long time. I mean, compared to Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2 is like Everybody so hates Iron Man. I haven't yeah. seen that one either. I don't think I've seen that since the theater. Yeah. Poor Mickey Rourke. We thought that was going to be... Uh, well, he was on a big comeback, right? We he thought just he was on a wrestler. Role. His face was melting off. His hair was... I don't know. And once that fell out, well, he's got the Expendables on deck. He should be fine. <laughs> nope. Would you Would you agree with that, yeah. Blooms? You know, uh, I can only I can say Marvel wise, I'm not really too much of an expert. The only Marvel movie I've ever seen was the Hulk one with Edward Norton. That's That's <laughs> wow. a statement. So, so I, but in what in researching, I did see Iron Man three listed a lot. So I, well, I don't have much to add about the film itself. I did see that listed. What do you have research. to add about it? Um, the Hulk. Did you like, more, how did you feel characters. about the Hulk? Did you find it a little Christmassy, or did you? <laughs> well, he's green, like a tree. <laughs> close. He put some lights on him. I couldn't tell the difference. If he'd stand still long enough, yeah, you could yeah. probably decorate him. Yeah, this is a problem. Let's see, he'd be more. Friendly. How did you wind up seeing the Hulk and not anything else? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> it is right <laughs> out of every uh, one of them. Where did you just decide to jump in with that? <laughs> How far into the? I uh, only the second Marvel's one, I guess. To be like fair. I think in, that's right? isn't it after Iron, Iron Man. Man? I yeah, I think it was the second one. I think my nephew wanted to see it at the times. I didn't realize it was going to be a uh, huge thing coming up, so I saw it. And, I don't think it was supposed you know, to then, though. Be like yeah, this huge I, thing. Yeah, nothing to do with that other Hulk movie that came out in the early two thousands. And, oh, the okay. Hulk. and then, and then, um, I just never bothered seeing anything else. So that's why the <laughs> sole thing is the one character you end up changing actors. You probably jump right into Iron Man three and pick it up. It was only yeah, fifteen honestly. movies later, I think. <laughs> yeah, seriously, but no, that that to me, I, Marvel. Yeah, I would agree there. with that. I like it had that you know that Shane Black kind of uh, Christmas is haunting everything. Yeah, vibe about it, and um, it sounds good now. I want to see it. Yeah, no, it was good. It was a pretty good movie. Yeah, and, uh, I like that one a lot more now. And he did uh, well, like we said, Lethal Weapon, which is not—I would say is a Christmas movie, but there's a not Long Kiss Goodnight. Did he do Long Kiss Goodnight? I think he Long wrote Kiss that. Goodnight, yeah. yeah, and that was that was a Christmas. You could call that a Christmas. Yeah, movie. yeah. I'm and trying. Kiss to Kiss Bang Bang takes place. The beginning is well. The whole thing I think is technically around Christmas because the whole thing starts as he's robbing a store, right? And uh, for and right around Christmas, and then he goes out to L.A. and they're having Christmas parties and stuff. So. It's like one of those things where it's just like it's not integral to the plot, but it's like just happens to be everywhere in the movie. Yeah, that's where I will consider it. Like if if the background like is 
yeah. all Christmas. Yeah. I guess that's the Die Hard argument. Exhausting argument. Well, I kind of want to end with Die Hard because there's yeah, we can a close lot with I that. read up on, and and that's just expected. You know, yeah. at some point that's yeah. going to come up. But I thought some list I didn't even mention Die Hard because it's so obvious. So it's weird because I don't think Die Hard's a Christmas movie, but I think Die Hard Two is a Christmas. Actually, I'm kidding, actually, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it takes place during the holidays, yeah. though, right? Because you got how did the same thing happen to the guy two Christmases right. at once? Yeah. yeah, I don't know, Bruce. Bad writing. You could technically make an argument for Ghostbusters too. Yeah, I, was, I had that in my list as well. All right, I'll let Ooh. you lead with that because I just thought of that. Sorry, just popped in my what? head. Oh yeah, Ghostbusters two is more very New Year'sy. It's mm-hmm. kind of like home. It's more around New Year's. I never really mentioned Christmas a whole lot, but because it's during the holiday season, you get all decorations around. That. And it kind of comes to a head at midnight on New Year's Eve. And it seems very New Year's-ish, but it kind of has a whole Christmas feel, this holiday feel to it, especially in New York City. Yeah, it's like the last gasp of that, like, 80s New York. Yeah. Or it's, like, filthy. and It's almost kind of over by that point, I guess. It's got that, like, especially the first Ghostbusters is, like, a very good, like, New York movie in the 80s. Yeah, agree. Where, you know, it's like the, you know, it's got that, like, Bronx Zoo kind of feel, like, like sleazy kind of Times Square with all the you know porn shops or whatever. Not that that defines New York, but you know, what I mean? like it got that like kind of like where New York was dangerous and it wasn't like a big commercial in Times Square, like a living commercial. It just got that kind of vibe to it. By the nineties, it kind of was starting to change. I think, and like Ghostbusters Two is almost like one of those like last movies that kind of is like old New Yorky. Yeah, no, I think that's true. Yeah, but there yeah, was. I always forget about. It. There was like it turns a, into skid heavily with that. Everybody being so mean to each other that turns into like you know, yeah. pink pink It really made New York to be like this rotten place where everybody just treated each other like garbage. To the point where that kind of was the driving force of what was going on. But Sean, and, physical uh, manifestation. Yeah, but and, Sean's yeah. kind of right. Came that was like painting. that was a big '80s theme for New York. Yeah. Okay, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was everybody in, in an 80s movie in New York. Get out of here. <laughs> I ain't got time for this. Get, get away. Get out of my way. Hey, you're going to cross <laughs> the street? <laughs> I'm going to run you over. Hey, where's my pizza? <laughs> Tony, you believe this guy? <laughs> I'm going to give him a smack in the head. That's a little off topic, but you're right. I never really thought of it that way. There is like an 80s theme for New York. It's yeah. just like... It's a cesspool. And I do remember people coming from other places who just thought New York, like, you just walk out and you Don't just get, get mugged. Yeah. Don't get out of the car. And, yeah. Like, that's yeah. how we live. It's like, too, like, I remember when The Sopranos came out. Yeah. I met some dude from, like, Florida, and he's like, you sleep with a gun under your your, uh, <laughs> your pillow? And I'm like, what? I mean, from did. Florida's asking that? Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, well, this was, like, 20-some <laughs> years ago, so... They were, they're a little, they're demographic. Under my pillow, I lived in Florida. They've changed a little bit since that time. Yeah. So we sent all the guns to Florida. Yeah. gator attacks. <laughs> um, okay, that's a good one. Uh, speaking of New Year's Eve one, I don't want to cut line here, but this is, I don't know if either of you have seen this. This is kind of an old one. Um, the Apartment, Billy Wilder film with uh, Jack Lemmon, Shirley MacLaine. I you know that one. I have not seen that. I've heard I've of it. Heard of it? Yeah, never seen it's, it. Um, Is that based on? I don't know why I feel like that's based on Ray Carver's story, but I'm probably way wrong. No, I don't know if you're wrong. That's actually interesting. I, I, if it is, I don't know, and I think I would know that because I like you have had a Ray Carver thing. It's basically, his boss Jack Lemmon's like a 
got that like uh, 60s kind of man in the gray flannel suit thing to a point where it's like, you know, you know everybody's got a job working, you know, commuting, working in the building, and he's trying to get ahead. He's trying to get a vice presidentship, and he has his apartment. He's not married, so he lets his boss, who is married, use his apartment uh, for a galleon uh, with his mistress. And, of course, it turns out to be Shirley McLean, and he winds up falling in love with her because she gets drunk because she's in love with his boss. and He's not going to leave his wife for her. And it all takes place, uh, I know, it takes place around Christmas, but it kind of ends on New Year's Eve, I think. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking of, like, like, Christmas and New Year's Eve. There's, there's like, there's, there's New Year's Eve movies, I guess, which is a little bit of a different feel. Those are more like romantic comedies, I guess, most of the time. You know, like, you know, you, mm. you want to meet somebody, or, I don't know, some horse shit like that. But uh, this is one of the better ones. I was thinking of like, I was trying to think, I'm like, it's got to be like an older one that's like good. Yeah, no, that's, I don't, I never saw that, I don't think. Yeah, that's what more. I definitely don't think looking at it, it was based off of that. It's, yeah, I was going to say, it's a little, it's not, it's dark, but it's not like right car for dark. Yeah, I was thinking of a story called The Neighbors. Okay. Um, Is that the one with the uh, dinner parties and stuff? Yeah, it's like a couple, I don't know if they're looking in, it's been so long since I read that one. They were... Like watching the the neighbor's apartment while they were gone, but when they go in there, they become like energized and yes. sexualized and and all kinds of stuff. He, he was awesome. I, I have to read Raymond Carver, yeah. and it's been a long time. You got to start watching the neighbor's house. I got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now that's not this, but this is this was pretty dark for like sixties. Um, yeah, she tries to kill herself because she's, and it's not it's a comedy, but it's still yeah. dark stuff in it. Yeah. Well, the sixties. I don't know. I guess the 70s really had that. Yeah, really... I mean, this was like 59 in the 60s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so, a little... Yeah, it was like early 60s. Oh. Yeah. I, I'm, I hit a wall here. <laughs> oh, one out of my no, I, I think it's a good one. So, <laughs> should I do one next? Or you want to? Yeah. I kind of stole yeah. Blooms before. So, if he wants to. No, go. no, please. All right, let's see what I got here. That's a weird one. Um, Home Alone. <laughs> Threw Blooms a softball. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. Why did why uh, you talk a little bit? Give me a little rundown on what you think about Home Alone. If it's a a unconventional, it's definitely some kind of Christmas movie at its heart. It, but I never took it as unconventional. But I can see, I can see how you would come up with that. Yeah, it's it's um it's definitely there. It's got a lot of meanness to it. It's definitely <laughs> got parents who leave their kid you know by himself. There's violence to it. There's a lot of things that when you actually break it down and make it to be something that would be un, you know not traditional a little bit you know if you had young kids you might think to themselves you know it's not really age appropriate but i think just growing up and seeing it for so long and associating it so long with christmas season to me it just seems like a staple but if you actually come to look at it with fresh eyes it can absolutely be it could be more conventional it's not really it has heart to it but definitely you know has to waddle you know, wade through some uh some rough patches to get there as far as you know bullying the kid and family yeah. being pretty rude to him and and uh, so, you know, especially the second one, you know, gets pretty violent. Um, it's slapsticky, but still pretty violent. Uh, hmm. To me, it always seems like a conventional one, but I could absolutely see how you how you would pick that one. You think it's a conventional one, Sean? Yeah, I guess it's funny because somebody just brought that up. I think we we're ta- I was talking about this to somebody, and they said, "Yeah, I like the older ones, like Home Alone." And I'm like, "Oh, the older ones." I'm like, "All right." <laughs> um, I, you know, I haven't seen it. I don't even know when. Um, it's funny that I still remember the references. Keep the change, you filthy animal. That's yeah, that, that, was a, <laughs> that was like a catchphrase for us. For, yeah. For all yeah, of high school. Will pull a, a fuller reference out every once in a while, and I'll get yeah. it. 
Look what you did, you little jerk. Look what you did, you little jerk. It's funny. That always makes me laugh. Uh, do you think the Wet Bandits would have killed Kevin if they got in? Yeah. If he wasn't so prepared, yes. would they have killed yes. him? They would have killed him, do you uh, think? I think so. I don't think so. I think they would have tied him up, left him in the house while they robbed. The house would have flooded. He would have died anyway. Well, that's because he, he flooded it. That's, uh, they flooded it. Oh, that's because they're wet bandits. That's right. Yeah, that was like, that was their calling card was to leave the the sink clogged up so it would. It would they the put them on the second floor. I think maybe the second one they would have killed them, and it might have been justified. I don't know because that movie. <laughs> it, I guess at the end there is some tenderness there. It's a pretty harsh movie in the beginning. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I get Kevin's like a little bit of a brat, but like to treat a kid. <laughs> <laughs> throw him upstairs like where he you can tell he's afraid and mm-hmm. and uh it's a little traumatic yeah i probably would have been all right with, well he was okay with being up by himself for a while yeah and i guess by the end but i mean he didn't really miss everybody he kind of missed his mom right yeah i always loved yeah. how cool the dad was with him just being he's like i paid for this fucking trip i'm going i don't care it's a hunky dad i make <laughs> I make 400k a year, and it's 1990. I'm going on my trip. I paid for this. That little brat is going to learn some responsibility. I don't know why he's a New Yorker. He's definitely not a New Yorker unless he's no. up in like whatever. Chicago, right? They're all Chicago. Yeah, they're all Chicago. I can't do a Chicago accent. I'm going to apologize. I'm going on my trip. <laughs> I also got deep dish pizza delivered too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's probably a deep dish cheese pizza all for my. So, but like. <laughs> The dad is just so. It's like the he should have probably. The dad is sitting there like that's it. I left the garage door open, yeah. and he has like I get that reaction. Like all right, don't worry. The, the garage door is open. It'll be all right. What am I gonna do about it now? He has the same exact reaction to realizing fuck- Kevin is home all by himself for a week. We left the kid by himself. Oh, we did. We gonna do? Yeah, I counted, and we did. But we're uh, already here. So let's just make the best of it. And, like, why did yeah. they invite that uncle? He sucked. Oh. He couldn't even pay for the goddamn pizza. Yeah, that was He got nice. a free trip. He got a free trip to Paris on Christmas. You know how much that flight costs on and, and the hotel? On Christmas? On yeah. Christmas? Well, God. That's just um, ridiculous. Ridiculous. So, so Ken wasn't in the garage, so he didn't worry. Yeah. <laughs> the house is locked. The garage is open. He's in the house. He didn't even tip on the pizza. No. Didn't even tip. I just wanted to bring that up there. There's always talk. You ever see that? They're always wondering what the dad did for a living. Yeah. That's like a big yeah. theme. Oh, they never tell you? I never noticed that. No. no. Is, that? is that John Hughes movie? Yeah. You, okay. it's John Hughes. He, he wrote Columbus, it. I think he wrote right? it. Chris Columbus. Col- right. Yeah, you're right. Chris Columbus did direct it. That's, I could see where you say, though, it's, it is a Christmas, like conventional <laughs> Christmas <laughs> movie. When Sean and I did the show about Christmas music, a lot of it, we're talking about a lot of music just associated with the season, so it deals with the Christmas. So to me, watching Home Alone since I was 10, it just feels like Christmas, even though if you actually yeah. break it down, a lot of what's in it might not be as Christmassy as maybe I pictured it, but... Well, that's the thing, the, the tone of the movie doesn't yeah. feel so Christmassy, even though they find out, like, family is important or something. You know, there, yeah. there's, I guess, a theme, but getting there is just very oh, yeah. horrific. And, like, and, I don't know, it just, like, he's there, like, a week... <laughs> <laughs> and like they called the cops once and the cops were like nobody's here yeah, yeah. nobody's here like, i'm gonna count the kids like, again yeah i just there's like, no chance the kids yeah 
I no mean, they could have, yeah. They, they, they probably do welfare checks longer than that. For, yeah. uh, Bears are on. I'm going to go leave the house. I don't have time for this. But oh, why right. wouldn't he? He didn't call the. Something happened with the cops, right? The cops. What, he he didn't call the them? cops. cops? Rang the bell. He did, Kevin hid because he was scared of somebody ringing the bell. So when no one answered, he goes, "Yeah, no one's here." Why didn't he call the cops? Kevin. Yeah. He thought he made uh, his family disappear. I guess, and yeah, he, <laughs> he thought they were just gone. Yeah, he probably figured they would probably take him away. Why didn't be an orphan? Why didn't the phone work? Yeah. Did they cut the line? Is that what happened? Uh, storm. Uh, oh, the snowstorm storm. knocked it out. Yeah. Windstorm uh, actually did it. In his ivory tower in his nice house, and he can't even get a phone call through. Another situation a cell phone would have handled. Uh, you're right. He, you know what? He probably had the brick phone in the car, but yeah, his old his 80s, Wall Street phone. Yeah. The Wall Street phone. He looks like he had to be like a, a trader. Yeah. He had to be. He's either uh, a trader or an advertiser. He, yeah. You know what? He's he's got like a very kind disposition. But he's also obviously a sociopath who doesn't care about anybody and his family yeah. and like whatever. It's all yeah. probably for show. Sometimes uh, when your kid's home alone, he's like, I don't know. I he's probably Patrick Bateman underneath. That's how he got Captain O'Hara. Is that movie have <laughs> Christmas undertone to it? American Psycho. Psycho? Yeah, yeah. I said it as well. Really? Sorry, <laughs> I got to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you go into American Psycho if you want to do that. Well, well, all the Psycho, ones where we're like, I kind of wasn't sure about this, and then it's like, no, I, I, I am. I have. Well, you have six pages of notes, problem. Yeah, he probably, yeah, maybe he this isn't book, my but, fault. Yeah. Maybe it's just you have too much on that damn list. Yeah, maybe you thought about. It. Uh. <laughs> He's very studious with the, uh, which is good. Yeah, because I told him like the one, the one show we did with the, uh, I think it was soundtracks, and um, yeah. we did three shows, and I get confused. Um, <laughs> And I actually did notes. Like, I actually, like, did research of those. I was sure there was going to be stuff I forgot. And I'm like, oh, I took a couple of notes. He goes, oh, yeah, me too. And he brings a notebook, like, four pages. And I'm like, <laughs> still here. It's the same exact notebook I'm using. <laughs> <laughs> the calculus. It is. I actually just keep Wait, what, what did you what movie? Oh, American Psycho. All right, I'll let Blooms go with that. Oh, well, just the one scene that we're at the Christmas party. And he just, hey, you know, he goes, uh, hey, Hamilton, have a holly jolly Christmas. Just really deadpan. <laughs> and just that one scene, it just, it, it's one of those movies like, like Mean Girls is another one, but it doesn't, it's not a movie that takes place uh, yeah. at Christmas time, but that Christmas scene tends to be something that you remember a lot to watch it. So I, I wouldn't count as a Christmas movie, but the Christmas scene is memorable. It's a memorable scene because I didn't think of it as a Christmas movie. For, I don't know what, yeah. oh, because I said Patrick Bateman. So it yeah. just popped in my head. I was like, wait a second, there was a scene that was very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was an interesting one that popped up on mine in Bruges. Oh, yeah. yeah. Listed, that yeah. is a good one. I was looking at my list and I, I didn't have that. that. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I actually love that movie. That's a Me really, too. really good movie. And I can't believe it came out in 2008. That's crazy. Yeah, that's kind of scary. I didn't realize it was that long. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's set during Christmas time because that's the yeah. double end scene, right? It's, it's, yeah. It's like in that village, right? With the, yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. I haven't watched the new one with the two of them, but same director too. But there's, there's not much to say about that one. I, I know. To, it's I like I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> uh, one I was thinking of, which is a little bit unconventional, is uh, Catch Me If You Can. Nice. I went back and forth on that, so I yeah. wasn't sure. Yeah, but I mean, because it keeps coming back to it yeah. uh, a little bit. Like it is like a huge running theme in it. It's, yeah, because the, he keeps calling him on Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I put that on there. I yeah, definitely put. I it think on. that's one. I mean, I don't know if it's like. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's like you know, hey kids, it's Christmas Eve. Let's sit down and watch Catch Me If You Can. But yeah. like, <laughs> um, 
Or you could. I mean, it's a fine. Let's keep the tradition going. Let's do our uh, DiCaprio trilogy of Catch Me If You Can, Gangs in New York, and What's About Time in Hollywood for Christmas Eve, guys. Did you ever read Descending Order of Horror? Did you ever actually read the book, Catch Me If You Can? No. Very I bet it's much uh, harsher than the... Yeah, well, Catch Me If You Can is a fun movie, kind of. Yeah, it's whimsical. Yeah, There's exactly. a lot of whimsy, yeah. which I don't think probably really happened. Yeah. No, and it was really weird. His whole thing, more or less, was like, he looked older when he was like 14 years old, and he wanted to like go out with girls. So he just kind of like started doing all this stuff. And I was like, oh, it's so much, it seemed much better when you had to choose between your parents and you... Ran away yeah, when you had <laughs> you know, honorable like, uh, motivations. But I, I mean, Although, the, the stuff in there, like that, he pulled off just because of the time, and the, he just really had the balls to do it. That's really what it was. And, but that movie's very different from from the book. Well, and I, 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 I said this on the sh- on our thing, so I don't want to sound like I'm like you know doing a pre prepared lines here. But like, I tend to appreciate you know, like I, yeah, I, I'm a sad nothing under under all this, Jay. Um, <laughs> I like the darker Christmas stuff, you know, the, uh, you know, the kind of like fairy tale of New York kind of thing where, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of having a miserable Christmas kind of thing. And it, uh, you know, and it, it just happens to be Christmas, I guess. You know what I mean? Like you're in some kind of, I said this, I said this so much better on our thing. <laughs> That's how you know it's not prepared. I'll splice like a, it. <laughs> yeah, make it sound better. <laughs> kind of like, you know, like in that one, well, he was in France, I guess, at the end, right? And, uh, yeah. Tom Hanks is in his office or whatever, and they're both calling each other from, you know, I mean, like, there's nobody around. Yeah, go yeah, like, out I was there. Go, they're going to shoot you. That. I'm going to get an right. acting gig just from this show. I can tell. That's good. Yeah, I know. Go they're going to shoot you. They're going to shoot you. And he did the Boston accent the whole thing. Want to make a joke? It's the French police. They're going to shoot you. Yeah, I like that kind of stuff. Part eight is not as much Christmas, but it takes place around Christmas. What's Hard Eight? Uh, this is the one with no. um, it's Paul uh, Thomas Anderson's first movie oh. with uh, John C. Riley. They're in Reno the whole time. Basically, it, it's it's like one of those things that takes place that round Christmas. But it's all these people dealing, you know, and there's just Christmas everywhere in the background. It's like, yeah, it's like they're these miserable, degenerate people, yeah, kind of going through a situation. Oh, but it's like it happens. Okay, yeah, which is kind of well. Although I mean, I didn't see it like at the time. I, mean, I went back. That. Yeah type of film where you're talking about DJ, like that's a very staple of the mid 90s like after Pulp Fiction yeah everybody was a degenerate (laughs) everybody was a degenerate scumbag you know (laughs) whatever for like four or five years scumbag genre I do I don't know if I'm just old now but like I hate movies now (laughs) like I just I, I, I think Quentin Tarantino recently said this is like the worst time in yeah. movie history, and I was like, I totally agree with that. Well, they're disposable. They're, they're easier to make than they've ever been mm-hmm. as far as the technology goes. And there's just so many outlets. There's so many outlets and they don't have to be there's, there's no... They don't have to be good because there's so many outlets. They just need material. They just need product. They just need... Um, yeah, well, the content. The yeah, content. content. Yeah. So I did see recently, I think Ben Affleck said that too. He said, you can't just churn out like 50 movies a year like Netflix and have and make good movies. Yeah, yeah. It's just going to be... It's fast food movies. Yeah, that's I mean, really what it is. Like, that's true. It's got to be a great time to be an actor, though, because there's just so many different avenues to take. Like, uh, It's weird. It's almost like... I don't feel like there's movie stars anymore. 
No. Um, no. Like Marvel makes their stars, right? Like I've seen like Chris Hemsworth is definitely a star, but he's Thor. Yeah. Like, yeah. When he came yeah. out with a couple of his own solo movies, does anybody really nobody throw the Downey, off. really? Downey, yeah, he yeah. bombed afterwards. And if I would have thought anybody, I would have thought Downey would have been the one who maybe could have been uh, you know a movie star. But what, Edward what? Norton, the guy who has the Hulk, he's still making good movies. He is, and he he actually kind that's of my Hulk. Like he's shifted into <laughs> he's a uh, character actor. <laughs> yeah, but that's I see that more than, and that's kind of I don't good. I don't. See... I mean, really, you got DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. Yeah, I was gonna say those two probably are still bona fide movie stars, right? If there was a great quote I saw from Nicholson in like the late seventies or early eighties, where he said, "Producers want to be the movie stars, yeah, and they're going to keep trying to make themselves the movie stars." And I mean, you see, like Kevin Feige is like, you know, that's true, or whoever is producing whatever. I mean, you know, it's all about IP and whatever, and that's why I think a lot of them go to the TV stuff because you know, um, tell yeah. a longer story without yeah. you know it being. Yeah, you know, twenty years ago it was like a taboo because you'd be, you know, they figure you're doing like a sitcom or something. But yeah, yeah, no, that definitely changed. Well, I think that was almost like a Sopranos effect too. Yeah, definitely. And then I think McConaughey made it probably yeah. cool when you were a big star to do it. Um, sure. When he almost won, what he lost the Emmy, I think, or was it? An Did Emmy? he lose the Emmy? That's he lost tragic. It, he lost it to uh, Cranston. Oh. And Cranston went up. Oh, really? And he was like, uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know, I was rooting for you, Matthew. <laughs> but he got it like yeah, Cranston's third year in a row or something. So they thought that's, a rough, that's a rough choice. Just a, a brief aside, how the hell does, I don't know if you kept up with Better Call Saul, how the hell does, it, what's yeah. her name, not get nominated ever for that role? She never Rhea got Seahorn. Never. She never this got year, nominated. Not this year either, yeah. But that's, I think she's got one more Emmy. That's ridiculous because she's yeah. definitely like the glue of that whole. Oh, thing. good, yeah. And like, and I don't care. We can put the tangent. So, uh. what's amazing in that show though is when I watch the beginning, I'm like, I don't know if that's Saul Goodman to me, but like, it became how he became him, and they worked it out. Like, I remember Lou was saying that he's like, I think that's better than Breaking Bad, and I hadn't watched it. And I was like, I don't know about that. I watched like one uh. season. Uh. It's just more level than Breaking Bad. Like, it feels like they learned how to write a show. Because Breaking Bad, you could kind of tell they're making it up as they go. And it's it's excellent. It was fun to watch it go off the rail. Yeah. That's where it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking Bad's a show, though. Like, I binged it again. And I have to take breaks from it because I'm just, it's so heavy. It's It's a lot. lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could watch Better Call Saul in, like, you know, in a week if I had to. It wouldn't. Did you say that you never saw it? I started. I didn't get to finish yet. Which one? Either of them? No, I, said, no, I saw Breaking Bad. I didn't, I didn't uh. finish uh, Saw yet. So I had watched like the first season when it came out. And I liked it. Yeah. And then I think I watched half the second season. And then I just lost it. And I yeah, that's kind of where I was at. I, I want to get back into it. I just haven't it, been a chance to It's worth it. it. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. Because yeah. I, I did the same thing. It was like on Netflix. And I watched it. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. And then I was waiting for the next season. And I kind of forgot about it. So I didn't give a shit. And then by the time he came back, I'm like, where, where, where the hell? Like, I had a finish. Like, I bought the season on yeah. uh, Amazon. That's what I did. Yeah. I bought the last season. I'm, like, I'm not sitting <laughs> yeah. down and not watching yeah. this last season. Forget that. Yeah, that was that was so good. I like the ending. I like. I'm not going to ruin it for you or anybody, but I'll ruin I it. I really like the way it ended. Uh, with, uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, I liked when he became 
Edward Norton as the Hulk. Oh, yeah, it was really funny. Ah, that was cool. <laughs> that was cool. And then they just threw away that plot line when they got Thanks, rid guys. of Ed Norton's Hulk. Not even the Avengers. Uh, Not even make it the Avengers. Uh-huh. It was fitting, though. All it right. felt right. I'll have to watch that now. <laughs> Press okay. that off the list. Okay, so Christmas time. Yeah, sorry. Uh. <laughs> no, no, this is this is what uh, I did promise. I do promise meandering conversations. So. That's true. Okay, I have a question, and I don't know if you would consider it one, but uh-huh. L.A. Confidential. That's funny. I was thinking about that. Um, Bloody Christmas. Yeah. Bloody Christmas. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. It plays a pretty big <sighs> role in it to me. Um, uh, but they move on kind of though, but they it. do move on yeah. from the first part. Like when you think about the end of it, yeah, it's kind of, um, I love that. Oh, um, that's, that is an amazing film. Uh, I was trying to get my son to watch it, but he'll get there. He'll get there. Ooh, uh, wait, Nate or, uh, <laughs> Nate, yeah, my son, <laughs> <laughs> <Sun, sit> <laughs> now I know you're like, you're, figurines and your dinosaurs. I know how you were when you were six years old, but you know, <laughs> things have changed. What are you talking about? We went to see JFK when we were like 12. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? How did that happen? <laughs> well, really? The best thing about that was so our parents would, uh, when we were younger, our parents would play cards and they would play cards till it was awesome. It was like every Saturday yeah. and it let us stay up till like one, two in the morning because they would just play cards and, and drink and get hammered yeah. and we would just like go out and do whatever like around the neighborhood uh, sometimes they would send us to the movies but it was usually appropriate yeah. yeah i think they were just like it was long this is a long movie because <laughs> i think what year did it come out i was like 91, 91 i think 91 yeah i remember ryan your brother i felt so bad for him he's like i can't stand I can't stand this movie. <laughs> <laughs> there was like two hours left. <laughs> it's like I can't stand this movie. <laughs> yeah, so he was he was ten. Like, He's God. sitting in there. It's like Ryan, shut up! They're telling you about <laughs> the, the, the connections like between Oswald, dude. Yeah, talking about Oswald here. Don't you understand the connections between Cuba and Oswald? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, building 19, a case. 1991. So, but I think that came out like early. I want to say that was. Uh, come on, Wikipedia. What That's what Costner was uh, hit home runs left and right. Yeah. Okay. So December 20th, 1991. Oh, so it was the end of 91. It was the end of 91. But damn, man, we were. So he was well into being ten. He should be. He should have been all over that. He should have yeah, been yeah, fine. He was, he was elder ten. <laughs> yeah, mature ten. I think that was like three and a half hours. It is. It's a long movie. Is, I, is that a is that a Christmas movie? Uh, yeah. there, listen, it has to it has to hit Christmas somewhere in that movie. I mean, I was going to say, it, uh, well, it happened right before Thanksgiving. I was going to uh, say, uh, yeah, it happens before Thanksgiving. Um, but I remember liking it, and I remember oh, I, you liking it too at the time. But it was like, fuck, are we doing yeah. here? Like. I remember kind of being into the JFK because I remember watching stuff on the 20th anniversary, which would have made now it had to be 15th anniversary, Nuts. something like in the late 80s, which is still stupid because I was like, I was kind of into it, but not three hours in a movie theater. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> like endurance test, yeah. What's that? That's it's an endurance test in a theater for a yeah. ten-year-old. Then when I went I home, know. you know, I, I I cleared out the uh, shed and I, I put a cork board up and all my conspiracies. <laughs> you know, I had my. My thread going back and forth. I'm still there. Oh yeah, I had a. I burned it so that they could. They're getting too close. Yeah, I, I, I didn't want anybody to know what I was. 
Yeah, I just held up and watched the Seinfeld episode with Keith Hernandez and just got my, my JFK parody on that. <laughs> you, you Looks wanna, like you've seen it. You want to know something funny? It's actually not funny at all. Um, but with JFK, so like my kids all right. have never seen, I think Logan, who's 16, my oldest, might have seen the footage once. Oh, that's a really? from? Yeah, yeah. You only really need to see it once. <laughs> I know, but I remember being like that age, like you're talking about, and, and they, they were, were just rewinding like, it. He just kept showing it. Yeah, <laughs> like, and that's where the bullet hit. Like, and that's where the bullet hit. You can see his skull is is yeah. completely. And then they're gone. showing the morgue footage and stuff. Yeah, yeah I, that was I, a lot. I mean, I was I was a young man. What like my dad would watch that, but it was like nothing. And, and I think I tried to like YouTube it. Terrible, I know, but. I remember thinking about it. I was like, I used to see that all the time. Like it was on regular television. <laughs> like, yeah, well, because wow. it was new, they were everybody was like excited that they was released or whatever. I think they got paid a lot of money. Movie, by the way, for what's the, that? They got paid a lot of money for those tapes. Oh yeah, that guy was. This is uh, that movie Parkland about the hospital, and they they go into some of the stuff with him, this Bruder, like Paul Giamatti played. Yeah, uh, and he was trying to just. He wasn't trying to make money off it. He was just trying to, like, you know, make sure the right people got him. Yeah. Well, I think, I don't know if he ever saw money off of it. I think it was later on. Marvel saw money off. What's that? Marvel got most of the money from it. (laughs) (laughs) Zabruder was just making films to keep the rights. (laughs) Yeah. He wanted to control the IP. He wanted to control the IP. Okay. Oh. So, uh,. Definitely a different format for my show. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> L.A. Confidential. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I oh, think yeah. that's one of those. It's not really a traditional Christmas movie. I mean, I guess part of what you want to ask yourself with this sometimes is maybe, can you watch it independently of Christmas? And Good that question, definitely. Yeah, does it I feel mean, weird to watch it independently? Yeah. Like Scrooge would be weird to me. Like, I always, I, that always makes me laugh. Like, when I, in the beginning or the middle of January, I'll see, like, Scrooge is on. Why is Scrooge on? Why is Christmas yeah. vacation on now? Like, who the hell wants to watch that now? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you just yeah. watched it 16 times in a row during December. Even Why do you need Scrooge to watch it? Scrooge doesn't get a whole lot of play on TV now, though. It's, it's, I think it's just a little too buff I think it's too mean or something, yeah. It used to get some flack, mm-hmm. even back and then. When it came out, it didn't got bad reviews. It was They said it was spirited and everything. Yeah. Maybe it is. I don't know. Bill Murray. I didn't realize Bill That was his first movie back after a while. Like, Ghostbusters. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was I was going back and forth on putting that on the list. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, LA Confidential or Scrooge. Uh, Scrooge, the LA Confidential. I just put on as like a question. I didn't know if it was like too on point for Christmas to be considered unconventional. It, but it is an unconventional Christmas yeah. movie, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, uh, Bobcat does go after him with a shotgun. That's right, because it was like the ghost it was too kind of Bobcat. It was Alfred Woodward, uh, Bobcat, and then, uh, go, who was the, it was, uh, Buster Poindale, well, David Johan. Yes. It was in a very merry Christmas Netflix special. Oh, really? Did you ever watch that? No. It's about him being stranded in a hotel in New York City with during a snowstorm at Christmas. And, uh, it's pretty cool. Good. I'll I check like it out. Thanks. Yeah, he's a, but yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right, I gotta go. I'll go run and check that out right I now. I got my check. <laughs> you guys can handle this. You guys got the rest. <laughs> oh, you don't do anything. Blooms, why don't you take us off that? Uh, why don't you give us some? Because you got all those pages, and I don't want to. Yeah, here's um, your toes again. 
How about just a quick little rapid fire here of a few uh, horror movies? Okay. Horror oh. movies. I think I know one that's coming, but yeah, go ahead. Um, well, I'll start off Black Christmas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which was essentially the first slasher movie, so uh, it's had a handful of remakes since then, none of which are any good. Uh, Krampus, which is a recent one, which was a lot of fun, um, kind of you know mixture of, of uh, black comedy and horror with mm-hmm. Christmas. You have a uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, the uh, the horror Jack Frost, not the Michael Keaton one, with the the, the uh, one with the scary snowman, mm-hmm. which is you know, yeah. it's Christmas Evil. Uh, there's a uh, Who Slew Anti Anti Rue, uh, and <laughs> of course Gremlins. Gremlins, I have. I yeah. was hoping Which you is, were going to Gremlins. Yeah, yeah. Gremlins yeah I thought I wanted to come last because Gremlins would be the most popular and the most, you know, essentially Christmassy of all these. You know, Black Christmas is definitely got a you know shot at that one as well. One hundred percent, that is an unconventional or uh, alternative Christmas movie because. I mean, Christmas is like part of the set oh, piece, you know. Well, it's a Christmas gift, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to me that always seemed very Christmassy, even if I watched it outside the season. Yeah, it does. It has that feeling. That is an interesting one. So that was 1984. So I think it made like 153 against like an 11 million dollar wow. budget. Huge, yeah, Jeez. which you know, I mean, due to inflation and all that. Anyway, that that was a huge hit. But one of the big problems with it was it was PG. And yeah. I think that was the same year Temple of Doom came out. Yeah. Oh, was PG-13. Also PG. And parents uh-huh. were going ballistic. And I do kind of, yeah. I had this happen like 10 oh, years yeah. ago because my oldest was like six or seven and I bought it on DVD. Mm-hmm. And my wife was like, that's not something you can watch. I'm like, <laughs> I thought so too, but it's rated PG. So yeah. Yeah. it's fine. And then it's you like, fell for it all these years later. <laughs> blended and she's looking at me like, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, yeah. Uh, Poltergeist was PG as well. Poltergeist? Poltergeist? Yeah, it's a PG wow. movie as well before that. Yeah, well, wasn't there a big thing? Isn't Jaws PG? Like, it kind of starts yeah. with him. Yeah, like, that was yeah. a big mm-hmm. deal, too. I think they took out, like, one or two scenes to make it R. I mean, to make Gilbert it really was going for childhood trauma. Wow. That's, really? That's why he's one Generations of, the best. of it. Exactly. Because yeah. he, he had something to do with all those. He, he produced Poltergeist and Gremlin. Yeah. I think he produced Gremlin. Uh, yeah, I think you might be right. I have to fact check that, but yeah, I'm right. Who cares? I'm right. <laughs> Nobody else is gonna fact check it, and if they are, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? I'm definitely right. Who cares? No, but that was <laughs> well. Again, like Temple of Doom was another one I I let my oldest watch when he was really young. Uh, Temple, and, of, I saw that when I was pretty young when that came out. I think mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know if it was when it came out or like right around when it came out because I remember watching Raiders of Lost Ark at home. Oh, yeah, because I would have been three, so that probably wouldn't have worked out in theater. Yeah. But I do remember the Nazis' faces melting off, and I was a little, yeah. that was a little scary. That still That's looks lot, yeah. like kind of, I remember, yeah, I think I went, out. the heart ripping out. I remember being in the theater now. I don't know if that's exactly true. You know, like, if my mind's playing mm-hmm. tricks well, on it. Yeah, conflating yeah, it, yeah. remember being in the theater and being like, what the, uh-huh. like, <laughs> how'd they do that? Looks like a real heart. I got it right. That don't look like claymation. <laughs> that looks like, like some Tim Burton heart. That looked like real heart. <laughs> Tim Burton heart and Mickey Rourke face. <laughs> that could be the name of our show. We <laughs> <laughs> got it. Can you record that beginning, please? <laughs> uh, somebody's got to start that uh, podcast. Tim Burton heart and Mickey Rourke face. <laughs> that should actually just be the. We could do make that the tagline. Should. 
<laughs> which one is which? So figure it out. Yeah, depends what day it is. <laughs> I like somebody's got to do that. How did we get there? Oh, Gremlins. That's Gremlins. Right, Gremlins. Yeah, I'd say that. I'd say that counts. Definitely. Yeah, it has to be. I haven't watched that though since. I don't remember. I've I mean, seen two quite a few times since. Two is technically, I guess, yeah. a Christmas movie too, like yeah. the unconventional because it takes place. That one's a little ridiculous. Did that take place around Christmas? Yeah, it's I like think a, so. Yeah, I liked two. I know a lot of people don't like two. I liked two. Yeah, I remember. Um, it was funnier though. Yeah, it was a little more off the wall. Yeah, I remember. Not that the first one wasn't either, but. Yeah, it was more funny than scary. I think the second one. Yeah. How did the Mogwais know what time zone they were in? Change over after midnight. <laughs> That's a good question. What happens? Uh, like turn back the clock. Yeah, yeah. The only savings time. That's, that's I would just avoid anything after eight. I was gonna say is sure. darkness. No, yeah. get you drinking yeah. now. You see the sun going down. You got to get the drinking. And then I, I well, have, have chloroform. So when does this time? <laughs> the other question is like, when does the time reset? I guess when sun comes up. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, it's always after uh, midnight. Dude. Why aren't Why weren't these questions asked? If what the hell we supposed to Netflix do? If we find show, we could have went into a deep dive over six episodes. We should do a JFK like dive dive into <laughs> the Mogwais. You had to burn that corkboard, didn't you? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> could have had it all together. Don't worry, I took a picture of it all. Yes, I have Polaroids of it. They're in my lockbox. It's the only reason you're still alive. Exactly. <laughs> that goes right to the press. <laughs> it's going to Matt Taibbi. Yep. <laughs> forget the, the right Twitter, forget the Twitter files. I wrote one down and I'm like, oh, I know what it is. It sucks. Did it wear it's not off a Christmas movie. Or what There's two. Well, I only I think I have one more left. It is a Christmas movie. And it's somebody I don't really like that much, but um huh. <laughs> uh, the ref with Kevin yeah, Spacey. I, and that that one. I have that. I like that movie. I'm actually. surprised you're the one who brought that up, Sean. You're surprised I brought that up? Yeah. Who is yeah. it that you're saying uh, you don't like Kevin Spacey? I don't really like Leary. I was going to say it's Leary. And I'm thinking about it like because uh, yeah. he stole all of he stole yeah stole Hickman's and even set even if he didn't um the alcoholic firefighter like alcoholic cop alcoholic rock you know like he plays kind of the same. You know, pseudo... Another uh, New York, like... Yeah. He's from Boston, but it's just like, what? I mean, I don't hate him. I just kind of like... Eh. Peter Parker. <laughs> oh, God, I forgot he was in... You're Spider-Man? <laughs> was Spider-Man. I don't love Leary either. But, that but I like him in that movie. movie. Yeah, that yeah. is a good movie, and he fits that. That was a good role for him. Like, in Suicide Kings, he was in. He was good in that. I don't know. I mean, the Hicks thing is the Hicks thing. I don't know. That bugged me for a long time. That's when I was young and idealistic. I remember watching him younger and not Hicks before I knew like really yeah. Hicks was. Yeah, because I used to watch uh, what was it, No Cure for Cancer. Yeah, and I yeah. I, I kind of cool. liked him, but then yeah, yeah I saw Hicks and I was like, oh my god, he's just like, straight, yeah, great. jokes. Yeah, it's like so. straight Bill Hicks. Yeah, but I had that but, on the list too. But that yeah, that's a that's a fun movie, and it's funny because the guy who's his partner, who's like kind of a drunk fuck up in the movie, uh, is. Al Neary from The Godfather. Who, oh. Yeah, who's like just a quiet, capable guy and all three guys. Yeah. He's like in all three of them. Yeah. He's like, a, he's like right hand. Yeah, he's just like a drunk screw up in the whole. <laughs> like, uh, it's, it was kind of funny, like that was him. But yeah, um, and yeah, everybody else. I mean, you know, Spacey, whatever he is, he's a good actor. Yeah. Say that right? That was his heyday, though. 
that was kind of right before he blew up, wasn't it? Like with the everything? yeah, I like usual suspects. It was right around there. Yeah, yeah. yeah he that was, was Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. That was good. Yeah, culmination <laughs> was American Beauty. Does American Beauty have Christmas in it? Is that when he dies? New Year's, Christmas, something like that. I don't remember. I don't remember. Talk about a movie not like I Aging never really. Well? Does it age well? I haven't. I haven't watched it. So well, you I can't imagine like, it. I wrote that crazy article. I don't even know what that was about. I remember reading yeah. that. Yeah, and uh, but, yeah, that was that was. I, I was like laying it. I was trying to set you up. <laughs> you sent me so all right. Yeah, to to backtrack on that. Yeah, you <sighs> sent me. I don't know why it gave me such like inspirado. You sent me something from a critic named Guy Lodge, and oh, he yeah, was talking yeah, yeah. about its twentieth anniversary. So. And he yeah, was, I remember he was like reading that right on yeah. the ball with a lot of stuff, and then yeah, that was that was a weird one because remember how obsessed I was when that came out. Yeah, I saw that like well, seven times in the movie. Well, because sometimes the movie will hit you right where yeah. you're, you know you're going through. So I mean, it was a lot, and that was you know that's a weird time. Yeah, but look at it now. I mean, like you know, we like Blooms was saying before, like you know, movie. Well, whoever said it, uh, you know, seemed like this isn't a great time for movies. Yeah, late 90s stretch. Shit, man. It was like, you know, you had Scorsese and Terror. I mean, not that you don't have them now, but so, I mean, you had like Jackie Brown and Casino and Heat and Fight Club and so, uh, High Fidelity. It was just a lot of stuff. I mean, I'm just throwing a couple off the top of my head. So, but that was a good time. Yeah, and that's where I get to that. It's like, I'm like, am I a victim of my own generation? But the 90s, like 99 is known as maybe the best movie year ever. And that's yeah, what's weird one. about American Beauty is... That won everything. It right? won everything, but there's so many more beloved movies from that. But that if you year. look at a lot of years, there's That's like, like 94. That, 94 yeah. is another excellent year. Like, I, I would rival, that rivals 99 to me. Hmm. I think yeah. 97 had some good 97 stuff. was good, too, yeah. Um, 97 but, had as good as it gets. I mean, Titanic, if you want. Yeah. Uh, Goodwill Hunting. Uh, Goodwill Hunting. That's a. That's an existential time bomb. I just watched that like last year or two years ago, and I was like, really? "Oh my god, that it wasn't that like when we were kids." And I watched it; I loved it. Yeah. But getting older and watching it, like you just you side with yeah, like Sean oh, Robin yeah. Williams character, like you yeah. kind of get. But it was like it's like a time bomb like inside of me. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> that's scary watching stuff like like that, like. I mean, I, like Fight Club, I remember loving that movie. I don't, I think I've seen that in 10 years. I did watch that with Logan a year ago, and it was yeah. friggin' awesome. Is uh, it still good? It holds oh, up? yeah. I loved it. I think people kind of forget, or not forget, or maybe didn't get that it was supposed to be, like, satire a little bit. So, yeah, that's, like, a, that's a funny movie. And, like, when I was telling you, you remember, like, reading that article I wrote, that was yeah. something I was talking about. American Beauty... Take away the Kevin Spacey aspect because it is a little weird now that he's going after an underage girl yeah. after having 30 <laughs> plus victims, most of which were like underage and, and whatever. Yeah. American Beauty is such a pre-millennial movie to me. It doesn't associate well with the new millennium, yeah. if that makes sense. Because it, like the post 9-11 world is so different Compared to what the cons- the concerns in American Beauty are like, it makes sense, right? Like, not to get like super into like some weird political aspect, but you know, it was a peaceful time, and it's like 
all the movies back then, even the music to me is very, very like, I don't know what the hell to do with all this because like, yeah. nothing's really going on, but everything's going that's on. That's what it felt and, like. yeah. And, there's, yeah. There's stuff going on, but what the hell do we do about but it? But what do we do about it? And that's like, like, yeah. like Brad, that movie, Fight Club, is is such a weird movie because you're right. If you don't get the satire, it's almost like you can view that almost as like an alt-right wet dream or like yeah. the prelude to Occupy Wall Street. To me. It just, yeah, either it, way, yeah, exactly. It fits into a lens that's like anybody can use. You can, yeah, you can mold it into whatever you want. Uh, it's it, so yeah. perfect for after the fact. And American Beauty, to me, just – it's like a time that's – it's just, it's just a window into like a different era. A time capsule. Yeah, it's a time capsule. It's exactly yeah. what it is. And I think that was, you know, like uh, 50s had a lot of that too, I think. With yeah. The, um, war was over. And yeah. They had nuclear, you know. And, and even then, there was the red thread. Because there's that scene in um, Rebel Without a Cause when they're going to do the race off the cliff. Mm-hmm. And he goes, why, so why do you do this? And he goes, well, you got to do something. Right. That's not the it's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, now it's like there's tension about everything. So everything's either like complete escapism or uh, or disaster porn. Yeah. You know, buildings blowing up and everything else. Did you read, um, there's a book called um, Best Movie Year Ever? I want to say it's. Uh, was uh, that the 99 one? Yeah. I and, saw it. I don't think I, I might have uh, read an excerpt from it. I read some, I didn't read the whole thing because some of the movies, I was like, I don't care about that movie. Yeah, there's just so many movies. So. So the Blair Witch Project came out that year. Uh, Office Space, yeah, that was a big one. Yeah, The Matrix. Le- being Blair Witch is another time capsule in a way too, just the way yeah. they marketed that and the way that that couldn't be pulled off nowadays. Never, that couldn't. Yeah, uh, yeah, because that's like it's weird. That's almost like a YouTube type of movie. It is, yeah. yeah <laughs> Before it is. YouTube exists, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Like that's just a very hey, you do that now. And I, I actually like that. I know a lot of people didn't. I, I oh, didn't I have, like, the rewatch ability to me, but it was interesting. Yeah, man, yeah it was great. Like, I thought it was a great idea. I mean, I like you said, I didn't feel the need to rewatch it, but yeah. it's the Blair Witch people. That's, oh. You can take Blair that. Blair Witch fine. people. That's fine. Take that. Hello? I'm just in a good... Uh, oh, he is taking it. <laughs> uh, go for it. I'm definitely going to put this on YouTube. I think it's great, yeah. The way they filmed Blair, which was great too, it's they basically just fed them little canisters. They had them tent for real, tent for real. They gave them canisters with some, you know, loose lines, and then they scared them at night. And it was kind of real reactions they were getting out of them. And it was such like a like a gorilla way of doing it. Yeah, I mean, then they try to ruin it with all the sequels and stuff oh, yeah. like that. The, se- but, the sequels were off the rails, yeah. Right, but but yeah, no, it was a really cool idea, and that was. Man, that made so much money, you it know, did. back in the day. I think yeah. it made like three hundred. I thought it was the best movie, the best. <laughs> and I and everyone I represent, you know. Um, yeah. I would say though, American Beauty felt more like a culmination to me of like that weird time, like after yeah. Pulp Fiction, because Pulp Fiction kind of changed movie making. And I don't know, I want to say this, but Harvey Weinstein and his company mm-hmm. kind of changed movie making. Yeah, well, they, they reinvited a lot of uh, smaller movies. Yeah, well, once they figured out that they can make a movie for ten million bucks and somehow bring in two, three hundred million, yeah. th- that just opened the door. But it gave so many filmmakers so much leverage. Yeah, and just, they made it. Everybody was going to the next Tarantino, you know, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, you know, nobody really was, but there was. We got a lot of good people out of it, though. I mean, you got. Like Fincher and I, 
I mean, Gus Van Zandt was around, but I mean, they let him make some more movies because he wound up doing, uh, what was it? Goodwill Hunting. Right. I'm forgetting a hundred people too, but like, you know, uh, John Singleton was, yeah. you know, kind of, yeah, did some stuff around then. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It, it was a, it was a glorious time. It was the beginning of Goodfellas. You know, it was everybody, everything was great. And then like 2000, 2001 was, uh, when Henry goes to jail. <laughs> I'm amazed at how many times I've heard you use that metaphor for something. <laughs> beginning Probably, of yeah. I always think I'm very clever when I do it, though. Well, I guess the beginning of Goodfellas. I feel like the 2000s had some good stuff, too, but the, I don't know, the 90s to me was just was very I different. I feel like 2000. There was some good, like, art house stuff that came out in the early 2000s. If I'm, I don't know. I don't even know if I can back that up. I'm going to take that back. <laughs> just like Garden State? Yeah, I mean, just like... <laughs> You're probably right. I just can't think of it. I know. I, I, I feel know. like that was like my lost weekend, 2002 to like 2009. See, I feel like, yeah, 2010 on is like just, I don't like anything anymore. But I'm like, am I just sour and old? Because I used to like. I don't think there's too much from new, undiscovered. There's it, things, but. Uh, yeah, well, that could be it too. Maybe you're just old. Not you, just it, in general. I mean, like me. and Maybe we're just, you know, not as receptive are you, are you, to stuff. Are you guys familiar with A24, the production house company? Yes. That the horror company? Yeah, well, they do a lot well, of... they started, really good, I like, think, that way, right? And then yeah, the and they've house. done a lot of really good things. Moonlight, Uncut Gems. Yeah. Um, was, uh, yeah I forgot about Uncut That was good, yeah. Yeah, they've, you know, Under the Skin. They've done a lot of things from... Under the Skin? Kind of small that's budget. Scarlett Johansson? Yeah. Uh, a lot of, like, the Lobster, Killing of a Sacred Deer, all these kind of, like, smaller movies. The Lobster? Probably, yeah. That's a good one. Not oh, a Christmas yeah. movie. They did the well, right? Not a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of that stuff is kind of touching a lot of what you guys are mentioning it as far as like back to that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's kind of a lot of, a lot of it's not bringing in a lot of money, so it doesn't have huge releases. You gotta almost seek it out. But a lot of that stuff exists. You have to just kinda of like find Yeah, it. I think that's what I think that's and I think that's is. kind of the same thing with music to a point too. I think you know yeah. you're not gonna turn on the radio and hear something like, you know, it was nineteen ninety eight, like, oh this is good. What's this? Yeah. You, know, you got to dig it out a little bit. Yeah, it's true. It's, yeah. it's definitely like a grind. It's just, it's so much though to try to go through. There's just so much yeah. noise. Like when I turn uh, on, just going through Netflix is so. Yeah, it's exhausting. Exhausting to me. And then to add like Prime, I'm like, I can't even touch you, Prime. Like it's just yeah. like, <laughs> stay over there. Uh, you're good for like we have kids cartoons and 20 movies we think you might like and it's like oh I like all those movies maybe yeah. I should watch that wait a minute let's see what's on Netflix let's see. Gonna... I'm telling you that's why I miss sometimes like 30 channels and just being like alright like you feel like you found something it's like yeah. a miracle it's yeah. like oh shit this is on and then yeah. you sit there and watch <laughs> yeah. although I, you that, know I did enjoy HBO Max before it got I, did until the, I don't know what they're going to yeah. do now but I like it and but the same thing like i'll go on specifically to watch something and yeah. then i'll start searching and i'm like oh and i'm like well and i've searched for two and a half hours or if i sit down and watch the two and a half hour movie i'm like no i'm just gonna you know first the office on in the background or something. yeah <laughs> which we should do a, a show on the american office uh, i want to be i would harangue i want to harangue somebody about that because when i was on and this is i know way off yeah i don't give a um by this point people checked out i think <laughs> <laughs> i think this is the um, good part though i know this is- <laughs> i felt like our batman thing was like that like when i listened to the end i'm like this got really good but it's an hour and 30 minutes just, in had to warm up a little bit. yeah i was, it was like me and bloom's just like text back and forth when that was on to watch you yeah. know what i mean like oh this is crazy 
and I rewatch it, and I get like, I like it. I don't. It doesn't make me laugh at all half the time. Mm. And I think Michael Scott's an asshole, mm-hmm. uh, but it, there's something like weirdly comforting about watching. It. I don't know what it there is. is. Yeah, no, you're right. And okay. I haven't really gotten past these four because I'll throw it on to like go to bed or something. I mean, like I've seen it's, the whole thing. Yeah, it's better on a rewatch to me. Really? Well, so I couldn't so, finish it. And I, you know, I invested like I was in season nine, and I just yeah. stopped. Um, I, I mean, I think I watched. I don't whole, blame you. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I that was like, what the James Spader season. Uh, I think he was seven, and then yeah. he kind of like makes weird appearances here and there. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, there, there was parts of his stuff I liked. Cause it was so bizarre. Like it was, I liked that better than he was going to recreate. He was better than, with Andy. Yeah, I didn't like when they brought in. Like Will Farrell was stupid. Yeah, that was weird too. Um, yeah, I don't know. That felt like just oh, big name, you know, big comedy name. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're trying to get ratings because it was yeah. that was the other thing. It was like almost always canceled. Like it was like you remember, like yeah. we think it was going to oh, yeah. cancel all the time. Yeah. I mean, you had shows like Parks and Recreation that yeah. were doing what The Office did early on better at that point. Yeah, so yeah I like more Parks and Rec better. I agree. Yeah. They, uh, well, a lot of people took that very that style of like. Yeah. Yeah. It's like anything you get, they got better. It's like talking about better call Saul versus yeah. Green bad. It's like yeah. almost like, oh, mm-hmm. I've seen the mistakes here. I think they kept it simpler. You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of like they didn't have parks and rec. I mean, like it was just kind of like, you know, they knew who yeah. the best parts were and then they kind of kept it insular instead of, uh, Trying to expand it too much. But. Well, that's why when you said you watched The Office, you get to season four. It's basically what you're talking about right there is the, the better stuff, the simpler stuff was really the first yeah. half of that say, series. Yeah, and then the, kind of then kind of just gets a little too a little too slapsticky uh, at times. Yeah, yeah. it's such like a, Lions in New York. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd say I was going to say the same thing. Like the first four seasons are good. I mean, especially yeah. like the first two. Or a lot of people don't yeah. like the first season. They, they think there was yeah, only four. Right? Yeah, first is fantastic. That season's amazing. I remember I mean, the, the pilots like hell. Is that when he's like <laughs> Abraham Lincoln said, "If you are a racist, I will attack you all the forces <laughs> of the north." <laughs> like, yeah. There's parts that are funny to me, and it's just I think one of those things where I don't even know if I laughed at it anymore. I, there's stuff like every once in a while the white old pro coming out. I'm like, oh, that's really funny. like it'll make me laugh. But mm-hmm. um, and the other thing was I was like the, the British one. I mean, there was 12 episodes in the yeah. special, you know what I mean? So it's like, it didn't really go any, I don't know. So now, I meant to kind of like tell you, like, this would be something, even if we did it on our thing. Um, yeah, like this, actually. Yeah, so I don't know. So I, I, I was there was Christmas that. episodes, right? So Well, yeah, the, the, the was, English one finale was. I never watched and, uh, the whole, I watched like the first two, and I liked it, but it was, I just never finished it. The, I think the second is better. Mm-hmm. The English one, yeah. if I remember right, it was it's funny. I was just thinking about that. I know you watched it, and I know uh, Bloom's watched it because we watched it. That is definitely a yeah. good show, though. Like to just keep on in the background. Yeah, like just you're not going to miss with anything. The, yeah. With the you're American one, like, yeah. a lot of times the in the beginning the the awkward silences were like almost its own character that really worked well for yeah. it. And then they started just filling it up with more line. There was less dead air, which kind of hurt. Yeah. So I thought, and then Didn't breathe. What's, yeah, That's and then once Carell left, then they, they're, they're kind of trying to get their feet back under them by losing somebody like that, and then that's what it ends of the well, series. Well, if I may, so. it's like Amnesiac, where it's not bad, but there's no space on it. And then when you come to In Rainbows, the, the songs breathe a little more. There's some space in there. There's some. Uh, I actually like Amnesiac better. 
All right. Well, thanks for having us on. This was a good show, (laughs) and I will. uh, I'll let you know when it comes out. Uh, (laughs) That's a totally amnesiac. Doesn't feel like a Christmas. Actually, maybe it does. I don't know. Feels like a demented, demented Christmas album. But yeah. So do you want to do you want to do the Die Hard or no? Yeah. um, Now that we're two hours. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, this one's going to be easy to cut. I was like, I'll just tag it real quick. It doesn't matter. I'm not even, I don't know if I'm going to cut this thing. Um, All right. So I'm just going to throw out a few before I get there. Make it a two-parter. Yeah, I know. I was thinking that. I'd have to do like two days in a row, but. All right. Just some interesting ones I found. The Ice Harvest. um, Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a good. Which is definitely. Yeah. I don't know if I I ever liked that, honestly. I don't know either. It's it's depressing. It's very uh, depressing, like <laughs> and weird. Uh, just like I don't know. It always made me feel weird. So I think I watched <laughs> it twice, and that was it. I guess you know what a good yardstick would be too for some of these is if you invited people over for a Christmas party and put it on. <laughs> yeah, like hey guys, uh, come on over. We're gonna watch the ice harvest. I definitely wouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> Go was on there from yeah. 1999. Wow, Go! And I totally forgot about that movie until I saw it on here. That's a good one. I, yeah, uh, that was that was an interesting. One. I remember they were like trying to be like, "That's the twenty-year-old's Pulp Fiction," you know. Yeah. Oh, no, wow. trying to it sell it that but... way. But what's his name was in there? Uh, Justified. Oh yeah, Justified dude was with the. Sound. I know when he turned the alpha, he pops Timothy. up and, like Scream Two and stuff. Yeah. And, like, oh yeah. I always call him Poor Man's Josh Dumel. <laughs> he kind of looks like Josh Dumel every <laughs> he time does, I see I can him. See it, I can see that. Yeah, I can see it. I think I like him better than Josh Dumel, but. Well, well, but talent I love justified. Yeah, he's like a good actor, you know. But what's the other one? You said the ref trading spaces. I didn't bring up, and I wanted to. Yeah, I forgot. You know, you brought that up yeah. on our thing, and I forgot all about that. Again. Yeah, that's definitely a good one. That's a really good movie. I mean, I haven't watched it in forever. It's still funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, it was still funny. You know, last yeah. time I, I saw yeah. it. I guess Shazam can be a Christmas movie. If oh, I, wanted to. I haven't seen Shazam. That's a good one. Yeah. You watch Shazam, you've seen only the Hulk <laughs> with Edward Norton, and you've seen Shazam. I think that's that. You, that I'm proud of that. You're a DC man. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna wow. Let's see what happens in the next ten years with that. It's <laughs> gonna be interesting. All right, so you know what? Before we bring up the, the only <laughs> one that I had that I wasn't sure about was Rocky IV. Oh, yeah, uh, Rocky Four. Yeah, Rocky IV. I mentioned too. Was that on your list? Yeah, I, yeah. I hate that movie. Uh, it's but, terrible. You know, it's like up there yeah. with like. Superman four for me as far as he yeah. like how bad I really, he is with that like American war. yeah change <laughs> Christmas can I add one in too before we uh, yeah yeah better off dead I was oh, thinking of that Christmas that's so Christmas. good it's pure snow yeah that's a good one. <laughs> that's a nine dude that's a movie though like so. That's where we're talking about, like, the 90s being different. But the 80s had this, like, different quality to their quirkiness that you cannot manufacture. No. no. Exactly. Uh, Absolutely. And and that's one of those perfect movies that you can't manufacture that, you know? Yeah. To me. That's a, that's a movie I can watch any time, and it's, it just works for me. Even though it's, like, out of time. It's, oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, it, it just, I don't know. I can watch that. And that had two of my favorite, I guess, parody. Well, obviously, I've been... Like uh, the South Park kind of parody, and Always Sunny in Philadelphia kind of did a parody of it. With the... Did you have another I one? Also, yeah, also um, uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. I did think about yeah. that. 
They kind of almost all of them though kind of have a little thing with Chris. Yeah, players. that's a, that's a Chris Columbus too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hook, Hook, you... Hook is definitely yeah. yeah. Oh, I would wow. throw that in there as a mm-hmm. non-conventional Christmas movie. Yeah, I would say that. And then, last but not least, on the complete opposite end, uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Yes, <laughs> I had that actually. I didn't bring that up. One you couldn't. One I would not imagine you would play during a Christmas party. <laughs> hey guys, Christmas Eve. <laughs> Everybody gather around. Let's we'll cut, do present. Let's cut let's get eyes wide shut started, and then we'll hand out presents. Yeah, that's definitely not a uh, not one. Well, what kind of party? I will uh, bring up one thing before I move on to Love Actually. Yeah, is, uh, is we it? we talked about that a little bit, okay. and we started saying. If it doesn't end with a Christmas song, and then I'm like, well, that, and then realize that doesn't end with that end with God only knows. So that kind of didn't fit into it. But it, I mean, it's definitely a Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's definitely not a traditional one because there's, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's weird cool. how that kind of blew up after the fact. Too. It blew up years yeah. later. Yeah. Um, but I remember I liked it a lot. I like yeah. it. came out. I was a big sappy mess about that one. Yeah. I, it's big with the gifs and the memes, right? With the signs, like kind the of like, signs, you know, things there. Yeah, and that's yeah. my least favorite part. That it, guy's like that's Rick like, Grimes later you're. on. It's weird to me, but yeah, I mean, I get here at nightly, but come yeah. on, man, she's still around. She's probably doing some weird Netflix show. She's probably on something like. She goes, "Yes, I'm around." That was on the other night, but that's another movie that's on Christmas time all the time too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Eh? I could almost watch that, like not at Christmas. Yeah, because I like the overall theme of it too. You know what's weird about that movie? I think if I watched it in the middle of the summer, I would be fine because it would bring me into Christmas. Yeah, I would just you know turn the air conditioning to like fifty five and put your sweater on, <laughs> put my Santa Get your reindeer on, mug, pull out all then, pull out all the decorations and just wrap yourself in some Christmas lights. Sure, but yeah, no. I wanted to bring up reindeer games. Because huh. that is quintessentially yeah. bad Affleck. And I love Ben Affleck. I think he's a great mm-hmm. director. He's a very great, capable, capable you know, actor. <laughs> but I, I have no problem with him. What, like, that is quintessential It Boy time. And I forgot yeah. he had, like, an It Boy stage. He didn't after. know what the hell to do with himself. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, you could tell, though, like, Ah, oh, young attractive guy just did this movie with an Oscar. Let's let's just offer him a bunch of money and do this movie, you know. And yeah. yeah. When I saw that come up, I just remember being like, "Oh my god!" And that has a pretty heavy cast in it. With Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron, but um, Gary Sinise is in it. Gary Sinise. Uh, he's like the bad guy. I think there's a few yeah. more in there, but kind of Dan. Lieutenant Dan. Yeah. Magic yeah. legs. How does Forrest? This go? is my wife Susan. Huh? Forrest Gump have any Christmas in it? That's definitely not a Christmas movie. Though. Let's just... No, but the New Year's Eve, I don't like that movie. Um, really? You and my yeah. mom were the only ones. Really? Yeah, really? I just thought it was like over simple horse shit, but... Uh, <laughs> 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 my mother had another thing, but like, I don't know. What was it? What did she think? I don't know if I could say it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I could say it and cut it. She didn't like the way Jenny was portrayed. She, had, my mom, had this weird well, sexist thing, and she felt she didn't like the way Jenny was portrayed. But I would say that to her. I go, "You just don't like the way Jenny's portrayed," and she's like, "No, it, it gives." 
I can't. I'm gonna cut that out. I'm gonna leave everything but that part so people can wonder what I just said. But <laughs> it's like I was like, wow. That might be the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. I, I, I was gonna say if you watch it backwards, he gives Jenny AIDS and get the medal for president for it. But um, <laughs> your mom's thing was better. It's so like dead. It gives. <laughs> You know, by I could see her saying that. Yeah, that God oh. rest her soul. Yeah, um. but I would concede that there that New Year's scene is pretty great with the uh, where they're in the bar in New York City with Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, and he's all depressed. He was supposed to die. Yeah, that's a good scene. That's a good like uh, holiday scene. All right, so I'm going to pivot to the last two, and I think I'm going to bring up Lethal Weapon. Okay, which I don't think is a Christmas movie to me. That definitely. It's there, but it's not. I like the ending with the Elvis the song, yeah. and but yeah, that's definitely less so than um, some other ones. I mean, there's a little bit here and there, but I can't think too much of it. I've seen that movie like a hundred times. It's very lightly in the background. I mean, yeah. and I, th- I think the big scene is between Riggs at the house. Well, at like, the end when he's inviting him, he's like, "You will not get invited to Christmas dinner," and he goes. At the end, he does invite him, and he brings the dog. Right. Yeah. So when I was researching, there was some back and forth on that. The reason why they considered it a Christmas movie was that the capacity of change for uh, the character. Uh, I don't know. It was a dig. I, I mean, you could do I a guess. lot of the shit, but. He was supposed to die in the first draft. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was supposed to die in the second one, too. That was Shane Black didn't take a writing credit on it because he wanted to kill him off. That's not, I'm sorry. Now I'm just spitting uh, Wikipedia stuff. Um, <laughs> the beginning takes place at a Christmas tree lock. Yeah. And one of the drug dealers is there to eat his father. I saw. I, that's funny, right? Oh, really? That's the only thing I remember. Yeah. yeah. It's still not Christmas. No. Nah. Chili Peppers doesn't make Christmas. Doesn't make a Christmas. Die Hard. Die Hard. That's you the know, big one. I don't know if you saw, they actually made a children's book called Die I Hard. I saw that. Really? Uh, a Christmas yeah, story or something. Yeah. yeah. I feel like this is something that just kind of was on the internet. And I agree. People took a long time to think about it. And, uh,. Pulled a lot of stuff out of their ass. Yeah. And found a few threads. I'd agree. I know I that there's a lot of back and forth. I, I know Bruce Willis definitely is like, that's ridiculous. It's not. I know the cinematographer had said that's ridiculous and it's not, but I don't I, think they made it with the intention of making no. it a Christmas. I so mean, I think I, you can sift through it and find Christmas stuff in it. I will. Um, I mean, obviously the obvious stuff. I mean, like, I don't think he's really different than when he started. You know, he knows he's being pig-headed with the wife, but I mean, does he really change that much? I mean, I would say probably more so in the third one. I will say this, so when I did look at this, and that's where yeah. I found, you know, Bruce Willis was like, that's ridiculous, and blah. Die Hard came out in 88, which I thought it came out earlier for some reason, but yeah. feels yeah, like it an 86 movie. Right? Yeah. But the screenwriter was Jeb Stewart, and he confirms that it is a Christmas movie. And they said, hopefully ending this decades-long debate once and for all. And what he said is, Die Hard is definitely a Christmas movie. I'm out in L.A. now, and I can remember writing it years and years ago at Christmas time and coming up from the East Coast. I felt a little bit off. What am I doing in Los Angeles for Christmas? And there's a lot of that wrapped up in that script. Was from the script writer. That's what he says. Well, I can't argue that. He, you know, it, 
the tone is almost like Christmas, but out of sorts, I guess. And then there was some interesting stuff that if you would search the quotes, Die Hard mentions Christmas at least 10 times, more often than It's a Wonderful Life at 7, Miracle on 34th Street 5 times, and then Hans Gruber would definitely be a Christmassy villain. I don't know why. Well, he's, he's yeah. greedy. And I guess because he's stealing. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. the Grinch. And then Run DMC is featured prominently. Well, that was our yeah. little thing, right? Yeah. At the end, of, that's yeah. where we landed with it. It ends with Run DMC. Yeah. Listen, I, uh, you, you mentioned It's a Wonderful Life. I never saw It's a Wonderful Life until 10 years ago. If that came out in the 80s, we'd probably be having a similar debate about whether that's a Christmas movie. That's true. Actually, it's a dark-ass it's a movie. I think that was a little bit of a debate before, though, that yeah. It's a Wonderful Life was not really a Christmas movie. Yeah, it kind of takes place at Christmas, but, but it's not really. Yeah, it became <laughs> this staple. I mean, obviously, the whole thing with the angel street is, but um, yeah, I mean, the whole thing with the angel stuff that really doesn't kick in until like an hour or so in. Where he's like looking back on his life. I mean, that's kind of the last second into the third act. It's like a whole intro into it where it's just about him bank and everything. So I, I think, I guess if you put it in that kind of context, yeah, I guess, you know, Die Hard is, could be a Christmas movie. But yeah. Yeah. I know that I could also catch it in the middle of March and be like, oh, Die yeah. Hard. Well, and yeah, not be like all whimsical about Christmas. Yeah, oddly enough, when I'm looking at it, it's a wonderful life. Like, even the poster is not very Christmassy. How many Christmas movies were out that time? Maybe it was just one of the rare few. That was just one. It was only one Christmas movie, and it was was, uh, the the original Grinch. That came out (laughs) after Christmas, though, January 7th. Really? Like, wow. But that's that's like, that's like, deliberately after. Deliberately, like, saying, like, I don't give a shit about (laughs) Christmas. If you came (laughs) out in November. Yeah, that'd be one thing. You could could kind of either or it's gearing up for the holiday. They wanted to have a long box office run. But yeah, January 7th to me is kind of like... It's a 12-month box office run. <laughs> <laughs> it was for next the next Christmas. <laughs> I mean, you're saying about all their Christmas... I mean, there was like like Holiday Inn, which is considered yeah. a Christmas movie because it has like Christmas in it, but it was also five other set pieces in that were, you know, Fourth of July and uh, unfortunately Lincoln's birthday, which is probably why it's not on TV anymore, <laughs> and uh, stuff like that. So, I mean, that was, that was before like Christmas in Connecticut. But I think that goes back to what we were saying before, that like there wasn't as many Christmas movies up until the last maybe ten yeah. years or so. Yeah, I'd agree. I think yeah. obviously now you have like the Hallmark, like we were talking about, but uh, it's like a factory. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have that. It's actually probably pretty rare to have Christmas themed movies for a long time because Christmas yeah. wasn't really a time of year they liked to release movies. Because you don't, you stay home. Everybody was home, and yeah. nobody went to the movies. That's why it was the the Oscar stuff. I was going to say to yeah. the Oscars. They would re-release something or, or yeah. whatever. But yeah, the Oscars. They would sometimes just release stuff to try to make the Oscar run, just to make money later. Yeah, um, yeah. So because if you look at January, January used to be like the worst time of year to come out. Yeah, something, I think right. That's yeah. like yeah. you know, and it's you know it's become a longer season. That's true. first. Yeah. Looking here, while I was just while I was looking something up here, I came across I forgot Nick's Nuts, the Steve Martin uh, movie, <laughs> and that came out on December twenty first of that year. Well, that's so, a, like, Christmas yeah, a four day run before Christmas. Uh, that is a yeah. modified 
<laughs> well, by the time I get this thing out, it's going to be a four-day run. Yeah, I was going to say, God, yeah. <laughs> I did my two or you. three with, with what I have to cut. I was like, I'm going to get an hour. You know what? We should probably wrap it up now because yeah. <laughs> it's just going to keep going. So, yeah, yeah, I can have the feeling. So one more question, though. Which oh, sure. one out of all the ones we mentioned would be your oh. favorite? We'll end on that. Oh, God. Blooms wow. go first because I don't want to. And I, I want to take an hour to do this. Uh, I know. I forgot everything we thought. Since we didn't really count it as heavily Christmas, I'm not going to say Ghostbusters 2, but oh, I'm okay. planning to say Batman Returns. Yeah, Batman Returns is pretty good. Um, I would say probably just for the uh, Christmas aspect, Love Actually, or uh, oof. Uh, honestly, It's a Wonderful Life is probably uh, there too. But probably because I've only oh. seen it like three times, you know what I mean? So it's probably less saturated than... Yeah. Oh, but if I may correct... Home Alone is my favorite of all those, but since we're talking about the... Yeah, I was just saying, I was surprised you didn't say Home Alone. Well, because I still cause I consider that still to be a traditional Christmas movie, but oh, okay. as right. far as what we talked as about, as far as Home Alone is my favorite, yeah. Oh, shit, so what, what did I say again? Oh, shit. Well, well, I actually, heard I would consider... Yeah, I love Actually, yeah. ...is based in Christmas. It's right. not written for Christmas, but... Well, I, I guess Christmas is the theme of it, though, because, like, it's like a blue time of year, right? I mean, it's yeah. for a lot yeah. of people. And not but, everybody ends up happy. Right. I would say that that's definitely unconventional. I might go with that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to say... Right. Uh, Stay tuned for next That's episode. probably Batman Returns. Or I know. Batman that's, Returns is definitely up there. That's, yeah, that's a if, good answer. If I had to pick, like, an unconventional... I mean, I would definitely pick, though... I'm going to go with Batman Returns. Hmm. All right, so that's. I mean, nobody's going to come to your house. Yeah, I'll make you. I don't think. Yeah, I I might get looks like if I invited you to dinner and said, "Hey, it's Christmas Eve. We're going to watch Batman Returns." Yeah, you might. That's an odd choice. (laughs) Yeah, it's not like you're going to. No, I've never seen the Ice Harvest. I didn't know that was a Christmas movie. Let's watch it. Yeah, put your keys. Can you? You're going to go to your relatives. You're going to have Christmas dinner this year, and and somebody's going to go. Hey, Jay, what do you want to watch? Batman Returns or something? Like, no. Podcast sucks now, by the way. <laughs> it's better when you're talking about the debt. <laughs> I thought I was going to learn about debt in the movie oh. industry or something, but all I got was, you know, key parties. Yeah, no, you, and- you, you know who to call for the lowbrow stuff. <laughs> you want two and a half hours of nonsense. You made the right call. Hell yeah! Well, a yeah. lot of people will be traveling this year, so hopefully, there you go. I don't know if we steered anybody in a direction, but I feel like I feel like we did accomplish something for ourselves. So exactly, yeah. I had a lot of coffee earlier, and I got all that. I burned off it's, all that energy. It's all out there. I'm not That's even all that counts. That's all that counts. All right, guys. Well, thank you for thank you, doing Jay. This and thank you, Jay. Yeah, we'll. Uh, I don't know. Is there Easter movies? Can we do some with that? Yeah, we could do a. Uh, Let's do the best summer movie. Best summer movie. That's actually a good one. What counts as a summer movie? Does it have to come out in summer? Does it have to be about summer? I feel like there's a dirty joke that's there is. <laughs> about to like get thrown in there, but you know, it can't be worse than what my mother said. So gonna... <laughs> I think I'm going to take that out and just keep talking about it. So that it's she like, it. she ref- yeah. so that years from last- now, if like something ever got picked up for whatever reason, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's gonna hold your contract up. Yeah, I'm definitely Jay, before we sign we'll say the next episode, it's gonna be one of the four or five reasons I can't run for office. Anyway, <laughs> Christmas <laughs> movies. Thank you guys. I'm not opening that up. Yeah. Oh yeah, you guys want to plug <laughs> yourself? Sure. Well, uh, we <laughs> no. What, <laughs> 
you want say, me to describe the show for you? Well, yeah, we have uh, 7 to 10 on 89.1 WFDUFM, 7 p.m. on Saturday nights. I go to WFDU.FM for that. And then uh, Off Topic with me and Blooms, uh, 10 p.m. on Saturday nights. That's on WFDU. You can go to WFDU.FM for both. Um, they're both on iHeartRadio. Awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks to everyone who took some time out of their day today to listen. The With Jayberg Show is available wherever you find your favorite podcasts or go directly to jaybergshow.podbean.com and subscribe to get the latest episodes. I know it may not always be a straight line, but I hope we'll see you again to take the journey and escape a while for thoughtful excursions into the world of ideas across politics, technology, pop culture, and all realms of civic life. See you soon.